Okay. Good morning. So after uh, covering Toyu and Tikkun, first Toyu and then Tikkun, and last week, uh, especially based on the Maimer Vayas call of Tov Resh Ayin Dald in Ayin Beis, Hemshech Ayin Beis, we explained it pretty detailed how the Oedis of uh, Tikkun work in context of Toyu. So I'm not going to go over that again. So I want to move now into the, I guess, the most powerful name for this world is Atsilis. So Tikkun is a name for the world of Atsilis, but it emphasizes the part of Tikkun, how Atsilis is a Tikkun for Toyo. But Atsilis has a lot more than just being a Tikkun for Toyo. So that's what I want to begin discussing. You know, third name for this world is Vrudim in the context of that kudim, lukudim, vrudim. But that too comes in that series, akudim, lukudim, and vrudim. Which really means the vrudim is the iskalalus, that tikkun does not have. Tikkun is lukudim, separate points, and toyu rather, is, uh, is uh, lukudim, separate points, fragmented. Iskalalus means basically, in, this, in simple English, cooperation. You know, whenever you see no cooperation, essentially a manifestation of Tayu. When you see cooperation of different forces working together, different strengths, and people are coordinated, and there's a uh, element of uh, harmony, like we spoke about Tiferes, Shalom, Kosov Ashlishi, Hamachri Beinehem. So that always indicates Iskalus, it's always essentially a taste of, and of the world of Tikkun or Vrudim. But Atsilis is the word that we're most familiar with. So let's start with that. Now, first of all, where does the word Atsilis come from? You know, Toyu comes from the second Posik in Bereshis. Akudim Nekudim Vrudim is a Posik in Vayetze. And everything, of course, is rooted in Tereshe Biksav. Nothing is just, every piece of Kabbalah, Achsidis, is nit Lameshe Messina. So it's just the, there's Pshat Remez Drusod, it's the Chelek Asod. Or the Yechidah Shabbatayim, that the Rebbe explains his Chesidus. So where does the word Atzilus come from? So it's a pasuk in uh, Pasha Baal where Moshe, the, the people came, the Bnei Yisrael came to Moshe complaining that they, they want meat, and Moshe says, Mayim li basar, and then ultimately the Ebeshter tells him that he's going to be Yetzel min aruach, Vayetzal, the word is Yetzal, which means literally in part that he would take so-called from the spirit of Moshe who had the Ruach HaKedosh and had the, the Gilead Ashkina and impart it to the Zikne Yisrael. So Atzilus essentially really refers to the Zikne Yisrael that they are like Netzolim, emanations or an imparting of Moshe's Ruach and they would serve, so to speak, like Mimutsoyim like interfaces, intermediaries. And that's how Bosar is brought to the people. Now, what was Moshe's taina? What do you mean by Bosar? Because Moshe was a Ishruchni. He was Ishalakim. Teda, Abraham chose him to be Moshe Kibbal Teda Messinai. 
So that was his role. Suddenly they want meat. What does he have to do with Bosser, with Gashmis? Now there's a similar thing when the Alter Rebbe initially, when Chassidim would come to the Alter Rebbe for Barkoshes, so when they asked for Barkoshes Gashmim, the Alter Rebbe said, that's not what you come to me for. For Eitzis Ruchnim, I give you spiritual advice. Advice in Heiros, Navedis Hashem. But then there was a change of, of, of policy, so to speak. And the Alter Rebbe began to give brachas, and that's why Chassidim also go to the Rabbeim and to the Rebbe for brachas begashmis. But what was the Havamina and what's the Maskana? The Havamina is that Ruchnis is Ruchnis and Gashmis and Gashmis. Just like uh, you don't go to a Rebbe to do heart surgery, you don't go to a Rebbe for Gashmis to get things. Gashmis think you make a Keli B'derech HaTeva, you ask the Ebishter. But what's the Maskana? That no, that all the Hamshachas, even down in Gashmis, also come from Shemaim. And the Ebishter also wants it to come through the same channels that the Ruchnis the Kebrachas come from. So that Moshe was saying it, Apiseichel, that what does he have to do with Bosar, with Gashmis? And the and ultimate answer is no, you do, it has to come from you. But then why do we need Vayetzal? So why didn't Moshe Mamshir leave the Bosar himself? Because the fact of the matter is that Ruchnis and Gashmis also are different. You know, Gashmis is not Ruchnis. You know, it's similar to the next Pashas, just to show the order in the Pashas. The next Pashas is Pasha Shlach. And then comes Pasha Kedach. So this same theme runs through all these three Pashas. What did the Maraglim Taina in Shlach? That, the, the, as Chassidus explains, the Kavona was a very uh, good Kavona. That Eretz Echelish Yishvel, physical world, Eretz Yisrael, is going to consume its inhabitants. Simply put, that when you get involved in Gashmis, in Parnosa, in the marketplace, it's going to be a stirit, Hashem. Here in the Midbar, we have everything. We're protected by the Anani HaKovid, by the clouds of glory, we have the Lachmin Hashemayim, Miriam. Everything's taken care of, so we're like in a Kailal. Uh, no uh, offense. We're in a Kailal, and uh, everything is protected, and someone else takes care of us, and we can sit and learn Tayyip and do mitzvahs and Davin, etc. So, what's that? What, was the, what was their big chet? The big chet, no one asked you that. The Abishta says, I'm sending you to Tisrael. It's like someone saying, I want to stay in Gan Eden, and I want to come down Lamata in the Shoma Beguf. You have to come down. That's the Kavona. It's like this world is a more difficult world. There's no Nisiyanis in Gan Eden. There's no Yetzirah. There's no issues with health and Parnasa and other aggravation and so on. There's altogether none of that. But that's not the Kavona. It's like Haloch is like Shammai. That's better. It's more pleasant to not be born than to be born because this world is filled with danger and filled with challenges. Everybody has that. But the Lamaila doesn't have any of that. But that's not, but the Alter Rebbe explains it's more pleasant to be in the, the high, in the Ruchnius. But it's not more meaningful. The Kavon is to come down Lamata Tachtein. So the Chet Maragnim was that we didn't ask you. No one asked you whether you should go into Yisrael. That was a command. We're asking how to go into Yisrael. Their mistake was they were told us to figure out how to do it, not whether to do it. We can't ask whether to do it. That's not up to us. How, how to do it, absolutely. So basically they wanted to stay in Ruchnis. So it was a good kavon. So comes Kairach, the next parsha, and the Rebbe explains this Hemshech, and Kairach comes with the exact opposite time. What's his time? Oh, okay, Gashmis? Fine. So, Maduat is Nasa. What do we call these Ruchnis Dika leaders? Everybody, Kola Kola Edik Deshimhem. No matter who you are, you're holy. 
Why well, do we need hierarchy and look up to Amesha Rabbein or Aaron or other Gdelin or other leaders? Gashmis is the Kavana. We just heard that. The Maragli made the mistake. So his mistake was the other way around. Gashmis needs direction from Ruchnis. You can't just do all Gashmis and look what happens. What was uh, the Einish of Kedach and Adose? It says the earth opened up and swallowed them. The same words that it said by Meraglim, Eretz Echelos Yishveh, is exactly what happened to Kedach. Well, not Kedach himself, but his his, his, his cohorts. What happened? The earth, that can consume you. You want earth? If you don't have Ruchnias, the earth is going to consume you. You can't just go into the material world and not have a Teira and not have uh, teachers and not have uh, a Rebbe and not have Hadrocha and so on. Because if based on Dira Betachtena, why do we need a Rebbe? Because Gashmis on its own it has, doesn't have direction. Yes, the Kavon is the Yesh Hanivre Tachtenim, not Neilim Esalyenim. But Tachtenim need Elyenim to direct them. Because if not, what do you need the whole Seder Ishtalshlus? The Ebrist Yesh Amiti, Atzmus can create Yesh Hanivre. Kavon is Dira Betachtenim, Gandikt. What do we need all this stuff that we talked about? At Simpsum and Ayrein Sof, at Simpsum, Kav, Zeshima, Kav, Ak, Akudim, Nakudim, Silus, everything. What do you need it for? Because without that, we don't have direction. It would be like saying, tell a little child, go figure out what the Abish to wants from you. You need chinuch. Ben like we spoke many times, and I repeat it many times, the Abish to made a seder. You can't just access your neshama without a veda. And if we came into this world, even though mashbiyin eseitit tzadik valti rosha, and mashbiyin comes also from the word mazbiya, we get all the keiches, but there's also nefesh abamis. And if you don't have direction... You don't have Eros, even with Eros, look how difficult the Mocham is. Between the Yetzirah, the Yetzirah, the Nefesh, the Kis, the Shabbat. But imagine without direction, what will happen will be Eretz Echel, what happened to Kedach. So we need a balance. On one hand, we need Gashmis, that's no question. And we need Tachtenim. On the other hand, the Tachtenim need to be guided by al And that's why we have a hierarchy, and that's why there is a Teda, and that's why there are Tamid Chachamim, and we respect them and we have to listen to the Hiraz HaTera you can't just do whatever you want this was also the mistake like Shapsi Tzvi or uh, Jacob Frank and all they who studied some Kabbalah and said in the Kabbalah that the deepest sparks the Tzutzik Dusha are in the lowest places so go so let's go do our Vedas you want to have the highest sparks it doesn't work that way there's a say that the Tera tells you what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do you can't just say I'm going to go into the Tachtenim Shebet Tachtenim I'm going to be Mavar Nitzutzis what will happen is the Tachtenim will consume you because you don't have the power. It's too strong. But Dachus, it says in Kabbalah, Siddhis brings that Odom one of his mistakes was, in his Kavon, he thought he can go to Amokam Aklipas and be Mavaret. And it doesn't work that way. You go in the Chathila, Echtev Asher, it doesn't work. Even with a good Kavon. So going back to the theme here, so that's why you need both things. The, the Hamshacha has to come from Ruchnius, from Moshe Rabbeinu. But because it has to come to, on the Kele Fidim Akablim, that's why the Skenim are like the devil of Atsilas, a shtikl like a mamutza between the Ruchnis and the Gashmis. So I'll explain in a moment what that means. Because you need both. You can't just say, you know what, the Ebishtu could just be Mamshach Bosses without Meshach Rabbein and without the Skenim. No, it has to come from the higher elements. Everything comes from the elements of Yen. Even the Gashmis, even when we say the Yesha Nivra is rooted in Yesha Miti, it's still not a jump. It's, or the Alter Rebbe says that the Eser Keiches HaNefesh are Mishtal Shlomahem from the Eser Svidus. 
You could say, why do we need the Sviris for? Why don't we just jump straight to Atzmas? Because even the power of Yesh goes through Eden Sof, like the Alter Rebbe says in the Geras HaKedish. And I think we discussed this in the first part of this series. Eden Sof carries all the Hamshachas. Even, for example, it says that Tshuva is higher than Teda. Varayi Tshuva could be Mechapin on Aveda against the Teda. And still, how do we know there's Tshuva? From Teda itself. Because even, even the Inyanim that are higher than Giluyim also have to come through Giluyim. Or in other Aces, even the Yonim Gashmim have to also come through Atzillus. Obviously, Atzillus is not a Gashmi, but the Hamshachis, like everything in this world, Demim, Tzameya, Chaim, Medaber, the Eser, Keiches, HaNefesh, the Asadim, HaMoris, Shabahem, Nivra, Elam. Where are they Nishtalshul from? The Eser, Sviris, of Atzillus. Because you need to have that the Ruchnis guides the Gashmis, and at the same time, also know there's a havdalah between Gashmis and Ruchnis. To say that Elam has is Atzillus is incorrect. Atzillus is a, 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 a holy world, totally Gdusha. Iyu v'chayu echad, iyu v'garmu echad, which I'll explain as well shortly. And Elam has is a mokim of mokim klippers with sitra achre, the shoyim gevrim bey, like an Alter Rebbe says in Tanya, to the point that it's a keshech chafu mechupel, to add that aniva afsi eid, so no way you can compare Elam Hazah, Hagashmi, Achumri to Atzillus. But still there's a link, because the structure of this world evolves from the structure of Atzillus. So based on this, based on the Psukim, based on the Psukim in Baalescha, what do we take away? And how is it translated in the, in the Chassidus? Not just Chassidus, obviously, in Zehar and in Akisha Arizal, is that this concept of Vayetzal, Minaruach, is when the Ebershter created Atzillus, that on one hand, Atzillus is um, not Atzmus, because Atzillus is Befedish, made up of a structure, of Eses Fidus, Chachma Bina Das, Chesed Gvurat Teferes Netzachet Yisait Malchus, Moichin Midis, or if you want, Chabad Chagas Nehim, and that's the structure, so you cannot say it's L'maylem Hishtalshus, it's Hishtalshus, on the other hand, it's Kuli Elikus. The Chochmah of Atzillus is Chochmosei is Baruch. The Bina is Binosei is Baruch. And the Chesed is Chesed Shal Kodesh Baruch. So on one hand, it's not outside of Elikus. On the other hand, it is, um, it is already a structure. It's Elikus as it manifests in structure. To put it maybe an easier way to understand it is in the Machlekes between, between the Rambam and the Maral, famous, the famous Chiluk Machlekes, Exodus is metavichid, Alter Rebbe and Tanya, in four, five places, brings the same tivuch, starting from Perik Beis in the Haggah and Tanya. And what's the thing? So the Rambam says, Hu Hamada, Hu Yideh, Hu Yidua. What does that mean? By us, Mada, Yideh, Yidua are three separate things. The, the Mada meaning the, 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 the intelligence itself. And the Yideh, the person who knows it, you're not one with your intelligence. Yes, once you incorporate it, you become, it becomes a yichud nifla. But on your own, what you know is outside of you. You know there's a table. The table is not you. But by the Ebershter, since the Ebershter is uh, and he's everywhere, so the Rambam used the expression, so basically everything is all one. Says the Maral, what do you mean by that? We know that less makshavat visabeklal, chakim belebechachmi yediyah, and so on. The Ebrister is higher than Tzir of, of Das. So I say, who am I is like saying that the Ebrister is defined by that. So the Maral says, no. 
Eibush is higher from Mada Yidei Yidu is higher than all these Madreks. So he, he, he disagrees with the Rambam. Chassidus comes, the Rebbe says it right in the Hagar, that's not a Machlekes, because he's talking about two different Dargis. And Rambam is talking how it is in language of Chassidus and Atzillus. And Atzillus who are Mada Yidei because the Befeirish is Mada, there is Das. And the Maral is talking Lamayla Matzillus. So bottom line is that this idea is that on one hand you have now a world which is in a way a paradox. Because on one hand there's Befeirish structure, Atzillus is made up of Sphiris. And not just Sphiris, but Sphiris that are working together we talk about, which we talked about and I'll elaborate more. Iskalalus, Chachma works with Bina. It's completely involved in that way. If Atzillus became too much driven by Eireng Sof, like Tayu, then Bishvira Sakelet. Or by higher levels. Atzillus is Befeirish, a full structured world. Akudim, in the Moshe I gave it, like the fetus of a child of developing in pregnancy, is all Eiris, Aser Eiris, Beklei Echad. You don't have a structure there. You have one cell, you have one seed, and everything is in that seed. Then when it develops, it starts developing into details. The fetus, the child, begins to develop. When the child is, being, is ready to be born, that is in the Moshe here like Atzillus. It's a full-bodied entity. Yes, it's still a child, but everything is there. Is the, all the parts, all the Ramach Evarim, the Shasagidim, and they also work together with each other in a healthy, viable child. That is the example of Atzillus. So it's a full structure. However, the structure is kumkuletev, there's kulek dusha. It's completely elikus. And that's the Lashon from the uh, Kune from Zayar. That famous Lashon, Iyu v'chayu yichad, Iyu v'garmu yichad. Which means, you, the Eibush to Iyu, Chayui literally means the highest, like energy, and Garmui has few meanings. Garmui can mean like the skeleton, sometimes bones are called Garmui, or like the Kalim. So the Alter Rebbe teaches Chayui as Eidus, and Garmui the Kalim, so the Eidus of Atzillus, and the Kalim of Atzillus are Kul Achad, Iyu v'chayu yichad, and Iyu v'garmui yichad. Uh, the Arizal teaches Chayui is Moichen, and Garmui is Midas. In Ayin Beis is Metavich, because Moichen Legabe Midas is like Eiris Legabe Kalim, the Fierich. But bottom line is, we're talking now the world of Atzillus. This is a description of Atzillus. Higher, you don't say that, because Chayui v'garmui are not yet developed in a way that you could speak about it in that same way. Obviously, higher levels are also Kulia Lekus, but you can't speak about it like a full structured thing. Now, since we're ready on this uh, Zayhan, so the question is, why doesn't it just say Iyu v'chayui v'garmui chad? Why do we actually, why does it have to be said in two phrases? If it's chad, you're saying it's one, so why is it not Iyu v'chayui, Eibishter, and his Eiris, and his Kalim, are chad? Why do you have to say Iyu v'chayui chad, Iyu v'garmui chad? So this goes into a longer discussion that in Natsilis Gufa, even though it's Kulei el nevertheless, there's Eiris and Kalim. And the chad, the ardus of Eidus Telekus, is different than the ardus of Kalim. Which goes back to the same idea. Remember we spoke about before, Ma'ayin li Basar. Because if you, let's say, let's say there were no Kalim in Atsilis, so you'd have Eidus, but you wouldn't have a way that we mamshuk the Eidus into Atsir and a structure that would then be Nishtalshul Tabriya, Yitzira, Asiya, and all the way to this world. It's like having ideas without words. In this world, you need to have Eidus and Kalim. But so on one hand, they both are manifesting a lakus, but they do it differently. 
Because again, if they become one, if it was Mamish, Eir, and Keli, they are Bisagdus. But the Keli is not Eir, and the Eir is not Keli, they work together. So the Keli, so to speak, in the Mamutza of Atsilis represents more the Atsilis as it speaks to the Makablim or the, the Muspoim that will receive from Atsilis. And Eir represents more the Mashpia that is Mamshechin Tatsilis. Let me, let me explain. So if you t- talk about, let's say, a student and a teacher. So for a teacher to come down to the student, he has to be Mitzamsim himself. He has to somewhat diminish his, his brilliance, his knowledge, in order to convey it. Then he has to be Malbashin and Caleb. He has to put it into words and Mishalim and examples to explain it all. Now, if you only had the Caleb, he didn't have the Eir, obviously he wouldn't convey the idea properly. It would compromise the, the Eir. On the other hand, if you only had Eir and he didn't have Caleb, the, the student would be compromised. He wouldn't understand it well. That the teacher was just being Mam Shecheres and no Mishalim and no examples, or Bechal, not proper communication. So any mamutza is always made up of two things. Like a translator. A translator has to know both languages. You have to know the language, let's say, the Hebrew-speaking person and the English-speaking person. And then you could serve as an interface. You know Hebrew, so you translate the Hebrew into English. Atzillus essentially is translating Elokus into the language of Elam of, of Elamus. So on one hand, it has to have Eir, because it has to reflect the Ebrishter's uh, Elokus. In other words, Chochmah of, uh, of Atzillus, the Eir of Chochmah, reflects what is, what is the focus, the emphasis in the Eir of Chochmah? That is the Ebrishter's Chochmah. What your Magish is the Ebrishter. It's like someone learning Teda is not focusing on the, on the intelligence of Teda, it's focusing that it's Borcha Bateda Tchilis, the Ebrishter's Teda, Nason HaTeda. The Kalim of Atzillus is focusing on the Makabal, on the Seichel Shabazah. So if you talk, Eir HaChochmah would be more focused on the Elokus Shabachochmah on the emes of Elokus that Chochmah is conveying, and the keli of Chochmah would be focusing on how we understand it and we can receive that Chochmah. So that's why it still serves as a perfect interface, because it has both a reflection of the Elokus Shabazah, which in some way there's something in common of the Eidus of all of the Eidus, of Chochmah Bina, because it's all the Eberstus Chochmah, the Eberstus Bina. Sekel Derech sometimes this talks about Birches HaMitzvah, so we say, Asher Kedusharim Mitzvah that equalizes all mitzvahs. And then, whatever it may be. So the first part of the bracha is like the Eir, there you don't have a tzir prati yet. If you take away that part, then the mitzvah can become disconnected, so to speak, from the, from the Baal HaRatzin. And then comes, what's the Ratzim Prati? What does the Eberstein want from us? He wants you now to put on film. Now he wants you to sit in a sukkah. So that's why the second part is like the kalim of the, of the mitzvah. So a mitzvah needs Ratzim Hashem and needs the kalim. And different, similarly, the same idea. The Eidus represent more the Lakush and the kalim represent more the structure or the Tzir Shabazah. And because the Eberstein wants, and the Savakosh Baruch Hadidah B'Takhtenim, Takhtenim, Lashadabim, we need a tzir. You can't just say we're coming here and all and just do one mitzvah and you're mamshech ratzin elyot. That's why there's tayag mitzvahs and there's lamach mitzvah sesa, shasal leisesa, and, and every mitzvah has its own rule. The mitzvahs have, you know, which take precedent. Eisig b'mitzvah potemina mitzvah, etc., etc. Or mitzvah shiav shalasis aydei acherim. 
So do you see the mitzvahs are distinct from one another? And yet, talking about Esek mitzvah, potem and mitzvah, one of the explanations that Agat Shavu gives and, and Samach Vovi explains it as well, because all the mitzvahs have each other within them. It's all part of one Ratzin Elia. But that Ratzin wants Pratim. And someone can't just say, you know what, I don't need to do Pratim. I'll do one mitzvah and it has all the mitzvahs in it. No, it doesn't work that way. And every mitzvah has its name. Bottle Yeme, Bottle Karbone. You can't just say, Ratzin Elia, I can be Mamshech any time. Because the Kavana is to be, to permeate and to transform the Tziur of Elimus. That every Prat of this world whether it's Deimim, Tzameya, Chaim, Medaba, whether it's Chochma, Bina, Das, in the Keiches HaNefesh, each one in their own way should have the tailored Elokus as it fits into that particular Keli. So therefore, in Atzillus, you need Eris and Keli. The Eir, again, represents the Elokus Abizah. The Keli is also Elokus, but it's the Elokus as it's translated into the language of the structure, Keli, which is why you need a Keli. You put, you put wine and make Kiddush in a cup. The wine is like the air, the cup is like the, is the keli. And you need both if you're going to do it properly. So that's a general description of I'm not going to go into the details. Chassidus explains what exactly is the difference in the Agdus, in the Chad of, of Garmui, of Ichayu of and the Chad of Garmui. But sometimes the language used is Dveikus Nikeres, Dveikus built in Nikeres, that in, one, the, in the air you always feel the Alakus in Kalim, the focus is more on the detail. So therefore, you may not feel as much the Alakus, even though it's completely Alakus. You know, similar like the difference between Moshe and Betzalel when they built in these week's Pashas, the Mishkin. So Moshe said, build the Kalim. That's the Seid in Pasha Trumah. Vasisa Sa'odin. And then the, the Shulchan, etc. And then he came back to the Yiriyas and the Kroshim and so on. Betzalel, later in the Pashas, in Vayakel, and, and uh, you see the order of Sparket. When Betzalel builds it, he first builds the Mishkin. So the Gemara explains, <coughs> what, why is the order different? That Moshe came and said, this order, Betzalel comes to Moshe, he was the architect. He said, that, that's not meaning Elam. You don't build first Elam and then build the structure. First you build a house, and then you bring the furniture in. You don't build the furniture, where are you going to put the furniture? So, and Mesha says to Betzal, you're right, Batzal Kale, you're, you're correct. What was Mesha's Havamina? So there's different explanations brought on this, but the Chsidis brings also several explanations, but the, the simplest one, or maybe the most general one, is in, um, in Binyan Migdash in Mitzvah and other places, that Mesha was the visionary. He was the Isha Lekim, and he's thinking, Seif Maisa Machshavet Chila, what's the Matara of the Mishkin? Matara of the Mishkin is not the Yiriyas and the Kroshim. That's the structure, and it's needed. It's a makifim. He's thinking, what's the kavonah? So we know there's a difference between the Rambam and the Ramban. The Rambam says it's Avedis HaKavonah, so that's the, the, the Mizbeach. The Ramban says it's the Arun. That's also Kalim. So he's thinking, that's the kavonah, V'shachanti B'Seicham. Where's the V'shachanti B'Seicham? In the Arun. <coughs> or if it's Avedis HaKavonah, is the main thing. So Moshe's thinking, Seif Ma'asim He's not the builder. He's not talking about how to build it. He's talking about what the kavon is. Abitzal was the practical, essentially the one that was supposed to implement it. Implementation starts first, you do in the Seder. Like we talk, what's higher, Atzillus or Yasiyah? Atzillus is higher in the structure, but in kavon, Yasiyah is the ultimate kavon. So going back to, the, this, to, to our discussion here, so Kalim are focused on, even though here uh, Moshe is the focus on Kalim, but that's not really the point I want to make. Kalim, you have to focus on the details. 
That's what the Ebrister wants. When a person is maniach film, the kavon is kavon is at film, not sukkah. Even though they all have the Asher Kedushan of And Eir, the, the Kavone is the Kavone El Yenis. So it's similar to like Kabbalah Seel Malchus Shemayim and Kabbalah Seel Mitzvahs. Kabbalah Seel Malchus Shemayim is like a Kabbalah Seel Kloli for all Mitzvahs. Like Kabbalah Malchuse. But then there's Kabbalah Gzeresai. Where you need to know exactly what this Mitzvah entails. And you can't just be absent-minded and just say, I'm relying on the Kavone Klolis. You have to have also the Kavone process. So it's just a little like uh, some Asis Anigla to explain Edis and Kaelin. So bottom line, Atzillus is this world of Elokus. Now, just to make it even more uh, palatable um, in, like, in our lives, so who, for example, when you say Anishom of Atzillus, what does that mean exactly? You say, Oves, Hen, Hen, and Merkava. Avram, Yitzhak, Yankiv, and Merkava. What does that mean? What's unique about being a Merkava? So the simple explanation, Merkava is a chariot, so it's not the Reichiv, the person that's riding on the chariot or on the wagon is not one with the wagon. So he's, he's riding. But the Merkava has no other Ratzin and no other uh, Kavona except to carry the Reichiv. So when you say the Oves, Hena, and Merkava, you're essentially saying, like he says in Tanya, that 24-7, call you mayhem, not one second, that they were not a Merkava Talakus. So when they ate and they drank and they slept, everything... Not just when they served up, uh, directly doing a Tzivri uh, Hashem. But 24-7, they were completely, simply a chariot. Like if you looked at the Ovis, Avram Avinu was a chesed of Atzilus on this earth. And that's not my words, that's from the Sefer Aboy, Chesedus brings it. That when Avram came to this world, chesed of Atzilus said to the Ebrister, what do you need me for? You have a walking chesed on earth, Avram Avinu. And this is a critical piece that I think is not emphasized enough. The Rebbe talks about it, but in Chassidus, you can learn it and not always realize this, how important this is. Every character in the Tera, whether it's Odom and Chava, or Avram Yitzhak Yankov, or Sarif Karachal and Leia, everyone is a representative of a level in Atzillus, which means that even though they lived the Gashmis, there was a real Avram and a Yitzhak on this earth, but the Etzem, what does that mean? That Avram really is the personification in this world of Chesed. You want to know what Chesed Atzilus looks like? Look at Avram's behavior. You want to know what Gvurid Atzilus looks like? Pachet Yitzchak, look at Yitzchak. You want to know what Teferes of Atzilus looks like? You look at Yaakov Avinu. So it's not just a nice uh, remez or that, you know, Yaakov. It's actually Atzilus on earth. These, these tzaddikim, these avas, represent these fetus in this world. And that's why they're of a different caliber. Their whole life is completely dedicated to Lakus. When we say Anishama Datsilis, all Nishamas come from Atsilis. Frankly, all Nishamas come Misrol Kulachad, or whatever the Lushan exactly is. So she says in Tanya, everyone. And yet he continues in Pedic Bays in Tanya and says that Nishamas then break down. They branch off. They're all rooted in the Chelek HaLekam Mamal. But then there are Neshamas of Tamid Chachom and Tzadikim, and they get and from them Nimshech to the Moyach from the Moyach Ha'av to the Moyach HaBen. And the Moyach HaBen itself, you have the Moyach of the Ben, you have the Tzipernayim. So you see their levels. And it's still Chelek HaLekam Mamal Mamash. How do you explain that? Because, like the human body, the head to the toe, they're all part of one body. It all comes from Moyach Ha'av. But in the structure of the body itself, that doesn't mean there isn't this chalkas. 
Even in Atzilus, he says in the Kutatayda Baleischa, that the Sheva Kani HaMeneda, the seven branches of the Meneda, of the candelabra, represents seven levels of Neshamas. The Neshamas that come from Chesed, and from Gvura, and from Teferis, all the way to Malchus. So for sure, as the Neshamas come down from Atzilus through Biyah, so essentially what we'd say, they assume, most Neshamas assume the Levushim of Bri, Yitzir, and Asir. That's why we don't call them Neshamas of Atzilus. They rooted in Atzilus. But then they assumed the Levushim, and that's why we call it Neshamas of Biyah. But there are Neshamas that so-called bypass Biyah, like an express train, so to speak. Like we say, Moshe, Moshe, Leipzig, Taimah, it means that Moshe, as he was in Atzilus, the Rebbe brings this quite often, and Lekut it says that when he stood before Pare, it was Atzilus speaking to Pare. That's the Loshan in Lekut Moshe was like Atzilus speaking to Pare. It wasn't Moshe, yes, he was living in Elam Hazah, but he, but he did not assume the Levushim of Bri Yitzir Asiyah. So if you think of it that way, then the Shama Datsilis essentially, when we talk, let's say, the Alter Rebbe. So it says that Alter Rebbe was on the Shama Datsilis, right? And which meant that everything he did was aligned. That's why it says in Teda Shalom and other places that Friday afternoon the Alter Rebbe would fall asleep or a nap, whatever you want to call it. Why? Because Lamaila in Atsilis is a time of Durmita Dezah. Before Shabbos enters, so-called in Atzilus, there's a certain stalkus uh, hachayis, like like we go like a, like a ruchnis sleep, in, to prepare for the new hamshach chadosha that would come on Shabbos. Similar to what we say before Rosh Hashanah, Alter Rebbe explains in the Gerus Hakadosh, Simi Yudalad, that all the air reishes Hashanah and Achri Hashanah is reishes Chaser Aleph. There's a stalkus of the air that was the previous year to prepare. Through Tkiyah Shefer, through the davening of Rosh Hashanah, we're Mamshech Ha'er Chodesh and Machudesh that never existed before. But to, in order to, it's like every morning when you wake up with fresh energy, first you have to go to sleep and so-called, it, it, it's like exhaling and inhaling. You have to first exhale the old air, oxygen, in order to bring in new oxygen. So the same thing idea here. So the Alter Rebbe would fall asleep because automatically. Rabbi Hill of Paratzud says, in the same Sikha, says Abhil would lie down and take a nap. He didn't do it automatically. He knew that was the time of Dumit and Dezor, so he went and did it. And the rest of us, we know what we do. You know, maybe you nap, but for different reasons. Um, so what does this mean? That the Alter Rebbe, as he was in Elam Haza, was a dogma for what is, what's going on in Atzillus. It says, I think, in a Machesis, some place it says that the Alter Rebbe, when he ate, so one of the Chassidim writes, or maybe one of the Rabbeim, I don't remember now, that it was Koyach HaGvul Sof. The Alter Rebbe ate a meal, it was Koyach HaGvul Sof. In other words, he was eating, yes, in the Shom Beguf you need to eat, but what it really was, was an ex- expression of Koyach HaGvul, that's the expression. I remember when I read that, I remember once by Fabring, and I noticed the, the Rebbe, when he would make Kiddush, at the beginning of a Shabbos Fabring, the Rebbe would make Kiddush, or he made a Brach, I'm not sure what the Rebbe said, but he drank a little of the wine, didn't drink the whole cup, so maybe he wasn't making Kiddush. No one knows exactly what the Rebbe... Maybe he already made Kiddush, making another bracha. We don't know exactly. But the kids said, then the Rebbe would always take Mizanus and eat a little Mizanus. Very little. But then, by the end of the Fabrengen, almost all Fabrengen, Shabbos, the Rebbe would then eat a whole piece of cake and eat a lot of fi'erich. Now, it wasn't because the Rebbe suddenly got hungry, obviously. If he was hungry, he could have eaten throughout the Fabrengen. It was because he was going to make a bracha achrena. 
and Abracha Chreini needs a shear. That's the pastors why the Rebbe ate more. So I remember thinking that most of us, we make a brach in order to be able to eat. And the Rebbe is eating in order to be able to make a brach. It's a very different uh, look on, uh, on what a neshama, that's what a neshama datzilis comes to this world, not because it needs to partake in elamaz, it's coming to be mamshech elakus in this world. So the whole purpose of the eating is in order to bring elakus. We eat in order to sustain ourselves, and we make a bracha because we comp- we we, uh, are, we are we acknowledge that we have to do it in the way the Abraham wants. It's a very different approach. What's the ikir? Is the ikir the alakus or is the ikir the, the food? You know, tzaddik eichel is nafshe is the expression, which goes also on atzilus. All of us have a mainze on Shabbos, but the bottom line is basically an ashamed atzilus means just as atzilus is completely aligned with what the Abraham wants. That's how these neshamas function in this world. And it's a vital point because it gives a whole different take on understanding all the people in the Torah. You know, I've had this discussion many times with people who don't look, have not learned Chassidus. And at the end of the day, it's hard for someone to grasp. Why is Moshe Rabbeinu or Aaron or any of the tzaddikim in the Torah? Yeah, they're greater than we are. We understand. But to put them into a completely different category, it's hard for a person to imagine. They're still boss of the dumb. Or even the Tanoim and Amanoim and Shas. Are they fallible or infallible? Can they make a mistake? So if you don't know this, you say, of course, you know, they're human beings. Fine, they're much greater than we are. We're not questioning that they are superior. Like, like a Rosh Hashiva is greater than you are. But still, to say that they're... It's only when you learn this you understand there's a world called Hasidus. And Neshamas come from there. And some of these Neshamas come to this world to be a dogma of what a Lekus, what the Ebershter wants of us then you can understand that a human being is not because the humans are godly, it's because they have a power that they just gave them. Like he says in Tanya, to be a tzaddik is not something that comes through Aveda. Yes, through Aveda it could be Yadol of Ruach Memoram, the Ebishti could send a tzaddik Bebchines Ibud or whatever. But naturally, but also tzaddikim. And the rest are not tzaddikim. We're not naturally tzaddikim. We're expected to be a Bainan. That's a kayach. A person doesn't just become a tzaddik. It's true, a tzaddik needs a veda to be megalit. But al Rebbe was born on Neshama Chadash. He didn't, he didn't create the Neshama Chadash. That's the Abish that cho- chose that. The Abish that chose Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe didn't choose himself. He didn't, uh, he didn't campaign to be the leader. On the contrary, he actually didn't want the job. So basically, when you understand, when Chassidus start learning about Atzillus, then you can get a musik that there could be human beings on this earth that personify and embody what, what the Ibishta wants. And in that sense, they are a perfect example of Elikus. Now, there's a concept of Chet Melosh and Chesodin, we know, and Ein Tzadik Baris Yechta, that says clearly, Yechta from the word Chesodin, the Rebbe has a Sikh, Lech Lecha about it, that in other words, there could be a Yerida by a Tzadik. Like, just like Moshe Rabbeinu reached Memtes Shari Bina, but he didn't reach Shad Hanun. Which means there's a chsan, but the chsan by him is a chsidus that brings that chel is gematri memtes, 49. Because by Mesha, he was called chel, chel ava, because he was lacking the shad hanun. That's very different than a chel that's lying in a hospital, God forbid, and uh, very sick. By Mesha, even one shad hanun is already makes him into a chel. So you can understand that bedakus, dedakus, there's an element of chsan. But it doesn't mean he's a chsan like uh, a noshim kerkenu. So you, when you understand the world of Atzillus, you learn that, then you start saying, okay, the Ebershter made such a world, and he sent Neshamas to this world that have 
that radiate and shine with the the air of Atsilus, and you can understand the concept of a tzaddik very differently. If you don't have that, then the most you could say about a tzaddik, he's better than I am. I make I do I I do sins. He doesn't sin, but he's still a human being. Now, these, all these people are also human beings, but I mean to say, you can understand the idea of what does that mean? It could only be someone who's completely aligned to what Abraham wants. And we say the same thing about the Rabbeim. So it's not just where we're so-called, God forbid, idolizing the Rabbeim and, and turning them into. No, this is a, this is a concept that when you look at Kabbalah Chassidus, you come to understand that these people, that there are individuals that do to express a lacus in this world. And when they speak, it's not just they're speaking. It's coming from a higher place. But there's a seichel behind it when you understand like, the world of Atsilus. So with that said, let me just add a few more points. I think I'll continue this uh, next week more because there's a lot to say about Atsilus. But the next thing I want to say is this. Now that I described it, and also I want to spell out so we understand now the need now, I've been doing it at each level. We have to understand why is it necessary. If Atsilas didn't exist, what would we be missing? So I think it's implicit in what I said. What we would be missing, we would not have, in our, in our terms, something in our language with this chachme binadas, in the structure of Ishtasos, we wouldn't have a dogma of a perfect world. Here you have a dogma of what is perfection. So even though we may never reach the level of Avram Yitzhak Yankov, but still says... We have to say that. Why do we have to say that? You can ask the question. No one could ever become like Avram Avinu. Because there's always what you need to aspire to. You have to always know. It's like uh, some Chassidim explained Tanya. It says, the Alter Rebbe writes in Perikid Beis, that a Benini, he never did an Aveda, never did an Aveda. Who could say that? Who on earth never did an Aveda? So as soon as you do one Aveda, that's it. The whole Sefer Shabbatim is not Chal on you. And yet in Peri Kedal, the Alter Rebbe says, Midas Kol Odom, Vachrel Kol Odom Yimshech, Midas So what's going on here? So the different answers the Rebbe explains that when he says, Le'ovar V'la'yavar, it means Be'eseshah. Now in that moment, he comes to Madrig and Echus, like someone who did Shuva, that he's like a new person. Different explanations. But the bottom line is, one of the basic explanations is the Alter Rebbe has to set a standard. If you said, for example, since we're all flawed and we all have chesreinus, I'm not going to expect from you too much. I'll expect 10%. What you're doing is a disservice. We all have an neshama, and there's an expectation that this is the standard. It's like someone trying to teach to someone art or music. So you show them the greatest masters that did, such art, that did art or played music. And the student will say, one second, I'm never going to become a Mozart. I'm not going to become a, an artist like a Rembrandt. Why do you need to show me these people? Just show me that I can never become like that. It's like almost depressing. No, because you need to know what the perfect circle looks like if you're going to start building circles because you want to know what the standard is. It's like, uh, and it's just a simple example. You go to a doctor for an x-ray of the lungs. So you'll see the doctor will put the x-ray on a screen and near it you'll see a, another screen of healthy lungs and then you can compare and say, ah, this is what a healthy lung is supposed to look like and this is where there's a problem. If you don't have a standard that's a perfect standard, we'll never know where we are. It's like the Alter Rebbe says that how small you are and how great you can become. So some people know only how great they can become. They don't know how small they are. Some people know how small they are, but they don't know how great they can become. When the Rebbe expected from us and demanded everything, he was saying you have keiches more than you think you have. 
to basically say, since we're simple people, no, we're not going to expect the most. That's not how it works. Any leader is going to say to you, you can achieve a lot more than you think you can. You just don't know it yet. So Atzillus, essentially, if you want to put it this way, you could say it's the perfect world aligned with Elikus. Will you and I reach that level in the fullest sense of the word? Most likely not. But that's not meant to depress us. That's meant to say, it's like that's the destination that we're achieving. We're reaching. What, is the, what would the world look like if it was completely aligned with what the Ebershter wants? Which world would you point to? You can't point to Akudim because there's no real world there. It's only ten Edis and one Kali. Toyu is chaos. And, and ultimately, Shvidas HaKelim. Higher than Akudim is, is pure Elokus. You have no world. So, so the only place you can point to are Tzilis. Because Bria is already, which we'll just talk about, is already beginning to become a Yesh. La'atzmei. A yesh v'nifrit. Not in the fullest sense of the word, but no longer iyu v'chayu echad v'yir So atzilis would basically be, if someone were to say to you, what's the perfect standard of what a human being should be like? Atzilis. Where do you stand? Well, now I have a standard, and now I can grow toward it. I know what it means. When you understand what it means to be completely aligned to Elikus. So maybe I can't do it 24-7 like the others, but maybe you can do it for a minute. When you're davening, when you're doing a mitzvah, at that moment, you could say nothing else. All I am is a Merkovah to the Ebershter. That could be expected from everybody. The Rebbe once said in Afabrengen, he said, Pischulika Chudishamachat, Vani Eftachlachem, Kepischu Shalulam. So, the expression in Chazal, we're still looking at the exact Lashon the Rebbe writes, never found in the Medish. Exactly. But brings this Lashon. It means, open for me up the eye of a needle, which is a very small little hole. And I will open for you up which was a very wide door. So you do a little and I will open for you the widest corridor. So the Rebbe once said in the Fabreng, and I didn't hear it, I heard it from people it was a very powerful moment that had an effect. The Rebbe said, I'll say it in Yiddish and I'll translate the Rebbe said, God doesn't tell us to change your whole life. He's saying Open for me up an eye of a needle. Ein rega, ein kude, ein winkel. The Rebbe said winkel. One little corner, one dot, one second. Open for me. But in that second, in yen and kude, yen and winkels, as I not do anich, ein ed Just be me and you. No other agenda. No, it's an echuzdika thing. That there are moments that every person can be completely committed. We all know we have moments of isedus. In that moment, don't have any other agendas. Don't bring your own personal and own, just you and I. That's what the Rebbe said. So in other words, there's the concept, even though, again, can you do it 24-7? You know, Rabbi Nissen Namanov would always say, when Bochum asked him, how do you overcome the sin? So he said, you do it second by second. There's no way you can just make a decision, I'm not going to do any more anything. Wrong. Second by second, right now you have a battle, push it off for a second, another second. Will it be perfect? But at least you have something you can work with. You tell somebody, you tell somebody, listen, I'm, the, today I'm not going to do anything wrong. Most cases you're going to do something wrong and then you'll just give up. But if someone tells you, you know, take it moment by moment, it's actually a method used by many coaches that when you want to control something, don't try to control everything. Control for one day. Don't overeat or don't do this. It all comes down to small battles. Divide and conquer. When you do that, it's much easier to, uh, to gain somewhere. So that's really one of the applications of Atsilus in our, in our life. We have now a dogma, what it means, so-called a perfect situation. 
Talk about the Geula. The Geula will be a perfect world, completely aligned with Elokus, which we'll talk about more. So where is it? Where's the, where's, where's, where is it? Nishtashos. That's the world of Atzilus, which of course means Atzilus is not somewhere in heaven. It's right here. It's the perfect model of existence before it's going to go through the Shtausos, Abri, Etzirah, to become the world that we are, which is obviously not completely aligned exactly to Elokus. So we know what, it, what that looks like. But then but you have something to work toward because you know something that is perfectly aligned. And that's the world of Atzilus. So more to say, obviously. We'll talk more about it next year, um, next week. I'll stop here. And everyone have uh, Atzilus Dikadeh. The Elam Haza, of course. Good.